Natural Cycle's mission is to pioneer women's health with research and passion by empowering every woman with the knowledge she needs to take charge of her health. Natural Cycles is the first FDA-cleared birth control app. It's natural and non-invasive, offering a brand new, revolutionary birth control option that's given millions of individuals the power to go hormone-free. It is not a period tracker. The NC app is powered by a regulated and certified algorithm that learns the patterns of the user's unique cycles. To learn more, hit the link in our bio and use code STARSEED for 25% off at checkout. Hello, 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 and welcome to our podcast, Darcy Soul Stars. What's shifting, everyone? I'm Chelsea. And richest blessings, everyone. I'm Riri, and we're so grateful for your presence and for your love here today. Thank you so much for being here. If you like today's episode, we'd be so grateful. If you went ahead and rated us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. It helps other starseeds like yourself find us and tune into their remembrance. Absolutely. So it's been a week. <laughs> Let's <laughs> Literally, all... since the last episode. <laughs> it's been a week. Uh, literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should set the space because i didn't even catch that joke um so wherever you are if you can sit still close your eyes and take a deep breath in for four and exhale for five allow your aura to be surrounded by light you are here in a safe and sacred place where you'll be accepted with love and belonging honey as per usual what do we hear what sounds like little macarena but it's actually just a happiness box happiness 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 always (laughs) makes you happy and if it doesn't something's wrong (laughs) go see your doctor (laughs) okay you know the the like extent of our tiredness (laughs) That we need to laugh. Every gift from a friend is a wish for your happiness. Oh, God. See? Confirmed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Confirmed. I can't wait to hear this back and think, what was so funny about all of that? Well. Hey, a laugh a day keeps the doctor away. It does. It does. But with this next topic, with honey, this next to- we hope we- that we brought you up because we're about, about to, to bring, bring you down. down. <laughs> not funny but it's really not and i'm sorry if you're offended okay disclaimer no i literally have to get into this okay so let's all right out a little sharpie evans all right we love y'all i hope you love us too all right, so unconditionally, right? <laughs> Here we go, Chelsea, baby. So this episode and this topic at which you already have read um, is in no way here, or we're not here, I guess, to minimize the um, severity of these topics or the serious um, symptoms of depression and anxiety. This is simply just another perspective, and we'd love for you to also perceive it as such, um, to find greater meaning and purpose to the suffering that it presents for countless people. Its aim is to challenge the negative stigma of depression and inspire those who are facing um, depression to take courage, to seek support, and to have hope. And if you are suffering from severe clinical depression, you'll need to visit your physician immediately to get help. 
medication doesn't make you a failure. Sometimes it assists you to get a better perspective on what's going on and it reminds you of what it's like to feel good. And we would also like to remind y'all that we're not doctors. We're just here to give our perspective and give the spiritual approach as well as we feel like that is a area of this topic that doesn't get enough love. So we're here to give it. Yes, so much love. Thank you for that. And you know, I told y'all that we'll be doing mirror work this week. I lied. I saw you lied. <laughs> so just I to keep you on your tippy tippy toes. We just felt that we had to continue, you know, speaking on some of, you know, we start off with heartbreak attachment as well mm-hmm. as um, addiction. So it really does fall into place when we do talk about depression and anxiety. So last week we talked about victim consciousness addictions and control so because of this episode really touched on our blame and shame stories and how we had the choice to change the narrative to our stories with forgiveness and inner healing sometimes when we experience loss or trauma it often leaves our body temples needing deep rest i say deep rest because i feel that that is another way of calling depression a different similar word in a sense of deep rest so which most often leads to anxiety and depression. So I feel it's really best to dig deep in what anxiety and depression means and how it can be a sign of your body temple telling us healing and change is needed to return back into our remembrance. So what is depression? Let's get to it, y'all. Some people believe that depression is caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain. It usually ascribed to a low level of serotonin and depressed people are routinely prescribed medication, which increases the level of serotonin in their brain. I'm not a doctor and depression is very much a mental health issue all over the world. I want to talk about my experiences with depression and what it means to me. So please take what resonates. So depression, just the word alone, can cause our hearts to feel the pain and remind us of a moment in our lives where we felt overwhelming feeling of sadness, anxiety, guilt, exhaustion, numbness, all at the same time. Maybe it's because relationships end, loved ones died, or we lose our jobs. Some people get depressed because they are poor or live in a deprived area with high rate, like crime rates, or because they're a target of prejudice and disrespect. Depression causes a numbness to all things that were once enjoyed, a deep relationship with all these feelings. So I definitely have experienced that most of my life, to be honest. And I want to kind of give you an understanding of what that means to me and how we can kind of perceive it in a different way. So depression can be related to other factors, such as a person's negative thinking style. We talked about victim consciousness last week and maybe an early life trauma, which has been repressed. It could be due, it could be done or the lack of, um, meaning in a lack of contact of nature. So sometimes when you are in a state that you aren't aligned and you aren't out with nature or feeling aligned in any kind of higher self, it could target that root problem. But what if the word depression were to be taken at a different meaning. And this is kind of where I want to change the element of this conversation because again, we're not doctors and there is there's hope for or there's ways of healing certain things. But with me personally, I had to find a more spiritual way of healing it and once I understood what it meant, it changed the perspective. So what if we change the meaning to deep rest? A spiritual awakening or even a rejuvenation or rebirth? How would that change our approach to understanding and treating depression? The word depressed can also mean, like I said, deep rest. We can view depression not as a mental illness, 
but on a deeper level as a profound and very misunderstood state of deep rest entered into when we are completely exhausted by the weight of our own false stories. Depression is an unconscious loss of interest or a longing to die to the false story. So it's very close to awakening, but unfortunately not understood as such. So spiritual depression is when emotion arises from when we are not aligned with our higher self. The universe is constantly moving and expanding. So if we're stagnant in our journey, meaning not growing, not taking action, not learning, not evolving, then we repress our gifts and our innate essence of life. So some people who've had spiritual experiences, and I'm sure you've had this too, Charles, like when you're younger, you have this like aha moment where you find that you have gifts and then you have to repress it based off of fear or based off of your family not accepting it. So it creates a loss within ourselves and we tend to be living in a state of a lie rather than our truth. So suddenly you feel like you're lost, alone, different, weird, crazy. You feel the world is against you. Did these start, you know, this this must be triggering something within you because I'm sure we've all felt that, especially as a starseed. So nobody loves you. And you're better off not being here in this world. All these negative and limiting beliefs start to arise. As Chelsea said in the last podcast, it becomes a psychological prison. I know I've dealt with depression most of my life. I went to therapy. I took medication. I've done it all until I realized I was really doing all of it to myself. I was in victim consciousness and not looking at my surroundings and the blessings around me. So we as empaths feel so much around us that it can really drain us. Sometimes we fall in the trap of depression based off other energy around us. We don't know this when we're not understanding what this means around us. So we're like lost in the deep thoughts of pain. But the one thing I realized that depression is a way of our body telling us that we need deep rest, that something is changing in our environment and our body and our soul needs really deep, deep healing in order to elevate and upgrade. I know now that when I feel this deep, dark feeling of aloneness and emptiness, it's because a part of me is dying, which kind of feels that way, right? Like when we're depressed, we do feel like we don't want to be here anymore. Something, but something is about to unfold. And when I am conscious of that, it allows the pain not to take that dark form. So usually when I start to feel this way, which sometimes is often depending on how many lessons the universe wants to send me, (laughs) um, I'm aware that I need to find a new spiritual self-love plan. I need to force myself to study, read, write affirmations, gratitude, intentions. Something within me needs to change. So slowly, day by day, for no apparent reason, the world around me becomes intensely real and beautiful because I start to really realize that the sense of peace is coming from this pain. Remember, pain pushes vision. But what I do understand is that when this happens, anxiety starts to occur. And I know that when I'm in that moment and that pain in my chest, which really I think is a blockage in our heart chakra, it's really based upon the fear and the limiting beliefs. And so if we don't understand or can rationalize what is happening within us, then of course, anxiety starts to come up. Okay. And so like, how do you feel about anxiety and how that works in terms of following a depression? Totally. I think you were so well spoken on, you know, the flow of how 
depression can sometimes manifest and you know like we said we're not self-proclaiming ourselves as any experts by any means but these are our experiences and I could definitely resonate with some of Rima's and I think depression itself can take on so many different forms as can anxiety but I think ultimately if we're gonna try to break it down simplistically I'll even be watching tv shows and people will talk about anxiety and one that I think of is um if you're familiar with pop pop culture or uh, reality tv the yeah. keep you up with the kardashians mm. there was a scene where kendall was getting out of one of the um trucks and she was having a panic attack i think she was going to the met and then it uh flips to an itm of her speaking about how she'll randomly get these anxiety attacks or these sleep paralysis moments and nothing that she can think of is actually like agonized or bringing them on she doesn't feel like she's intentionally trying to bring it on it just kind of happens out of the blue Mm. and i found that to be interesting to observe and you know call it what you will but that is why i do enjoy watching reality tv is for observation purposes and other things but no judgment no judgment we have our vices 100 percent. and it's just it's it's interesting when i reference that because i'm like i totally took in her surroundings so differently that would give me a sense of like the unknown and pressure and the overwhelm Mm -hmm. and i think the reason why i mentioned that is to take away from that is a lot of times i feel like anxiety is, is a matter of um subconscious overwhelm so we may not be recognizing that all of our senses are overstimulated and when we don't acknowledge them we don't give them the acknowledgement that they deserve anyway they will present themselves in other ways so when we talk about this a lot like these darker frequencies are really just a byproduct of um, us not looking within it and, and healing certain parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the body speaks to us, ultimately. Like, it's going to make itself known. It has a language. And if we don't listen to that language in the little doses that the body tries to maybe show us through, you know, a baby wound, that wound's going to grow until we can look at it and recognize it and make it feel seen. So, I mean, I believe anxiety really appears when your mind, body, and soul are in a state of imbalance. It's your spirit's way, in my opinion, of speaking to you and helping you on your life purpose and mission. And through my own personal experience and knowledge, you know, I'm actually certified as a stress resiliency coach. It's part of my uh, mindset coaching program that I offer in my business. And we talk a lot about how it can be broken down and the three ways that I know it to be are mental, physical, and emotional. Mm -hmm. So the mental... Um, aspect of, of anxiety is where I feel like it begins it begins with our mind and our thoughts and if we suppress those thoughts it, it just kind of continues like a snowball at the beginning of a mountain coming down and collecting more snow and becoming bigger and bigger and bigger until it's so big that we can't ignore it so when it begins in the mental space um, I believe this can manifest in cortisol and stress and ultimately stress I believe is just as bad as smoking a pack a day if you're stressed to the core it will override your body. It's that fight or flight mode, right? And we need to remember that our bodies are so amazing and they're built for so much resiliency. And our bodies also were built for this stone age era, right? Where we we would wake up and it wasn't a matter of like, what am I going to eat for breakfast? It It was a matter of how do I avoid being killed by a lion or a bear or what have you? So we have these fight or flight responses that come up and um, evoke so much intensity for a short brief period of time Um, it's that adrenaline rush and if we were going to get eaten by a bear we could use that adrenaline to flee but the problem is is that we don't 
recognize this mind-body connection, I think, as um, commonly in our culture, in our day and age, that this becomes now chronic. And when you're constantly stressed, that fight or flight and that cortisol does not get a break to flee. It's constantly being um, released. And I have a webinar on this, actually, if you want to go in deeper, it's on YouTube. I did it um, during COVID. Uh, Search Chelsea Smith um, CanFit Pro and it should come up. It's like a meal prep video but then i dive into like uh stressing cortisol and how food can affect that so i dive in deep deep, deeper on like the nutritional aspects of things but essentially people under stress in this mental state may have problems focusing on like important situations because your brain is searching for the perceived uh threat constantly and trying to come up with strategies for staying safe right and then what becomes chronic is that that actual perceived threat does not actually arise it does not present itself so your body keeps going like that snowball down a hill and then we move on to now physical effects now the physical effects are going to start to arise like i said because you haven't acknowledged those mental um thoughts so now that perceived stress that never manifests physically um, now your body is still in preparation to take it on. So when nothing indefinitely comes along, your body reacts emotionally. <laughs> so the physical effects, I won't get into specifically because I do feel like any of my empaths out there, if I start to talk about the heart palpitations, we're going to start to feel it. Yeah. So we're going to just, we, if, if you felt anxiety, you tend to know what those symptoms are. And if not, I'll let you Google that in your own time. So emotional, this is where I truly believe that panic attacks originate from. And to me, panic attacks is like stress, but on steroids. Mm -hmm. It's stress that's so intense that you may be convinced you're having like a heart attack. And to me, I believe like anxiety was put in front of me you know, now that I'm on the other side of it, I've, I've gone through a ton of panic attacks when I was a little girl and just going through um, life and aging mm-hmm. and, you know, finding myself. I, now that I'm on the other end, would perceive my anxiety as being a way for me to recognize my own power. Yes. Yes. I feel like I used to experience so many panic attacks and I would give way to them. Because anyone who's experienced it, Like, if you can recollect, it starts as something pretty small, Mm -hmm. but then we give it more power, and it's like a monster that just keeps getting bigger. You're feeding it and feeding it and Mm -hmm. feeding it, and now it feels like it's something that's so beside you to ever be able to take on. It seems too big. But we're all sitting here today, Mm -hmm. and if you're sitting here listening, you've gotten through them. And so I think a matter of me recognizing my power over time was... Um, me understanding that I actually had a ton of power in taking back control in those moments. Yeah. An example that I can remember off top, I was driving home from work one day, I was just in my car. Maybe I was in traffic and that was, you know, a reason why I started to kind of feel that little nudge and then it became bigger. But I just remember feeling it and I stopped and I screamed at it as if I was speaking yeah. to someone who was trying to take over my body. And I screamed, no. You, you know, you are not welcome here. And I don't know, you know, some of the other things I said, but essentially, like, I didn't let it get bigger. I didn't let the snowball continue down the hill. And it went away. Amazing, because you were aware. I was aware. Yeah. And I think w- when you're first, you know, having a panic attack, you may not understand in the moment what it is. But I think as time goes on, again, you learn your power, hopefully. Yeah. And if anything, if I do want to put any... um 
kind of res resolution to things that hopefully would be that you're finding your power again and building that back up and again I'm not a doctor I think I'll say that like a broken record but if there is one absolute truth that I'm sure about as it relates to anxiety it's that it does not exist in the present moment I love that you just said that because that's all I was thinking was if you're if you're constantly in the past, I say this all the time, or the future, that is when anxiety or depression really starts and stems Absolutely. from. But once you're present and you learn to calm yourself down, you're really at peace. Exactly, and that's where bliss exists. Yes. And so I do want to, you know, really emphasize the resolution to anxiety for me was really learning one to take back my power, but two to then become back in the present. So if I'm driving, I would refocus and shift my focus to the present moment by just naming things that were around me steering wheel mm -hmm. window yeah. car mm -hmm. i'm protected right now i am safe no one is out to get me in this moment and then breath and yes. then breath and then rinse and repeat rinse and repeat and i think you know it really only shows up in your life when you find that your thoughts and emotions are caught up in the future mm -hmm. or they're caught up in the past right in the presence you will always feel a deeper sense of calm and gratitude and living in the present isn't always easy but it's about turning down the noise of the world around you and mm -hmm. taking um, stock and notice of the thoughts and actions that move you away from being present so noticing what pulls you away from the present moment like what are those things that are pulling you mm -hmm. um, is the first step i believe to implementing change you know, is it your TV? Is it your phone? Yeah. Is it a movie that you're, you're watching? Like as an empath, yes. we can experience anxiety a little bit easier. And I think there, sure. there's a whole nother, you know, side to this anxiety topic as well. Like what is spiritual anxiety? Ooh right yes. like spiritual anxiety can be a sense of feeling worry or uncertainty worry uncertainty or doubt about where we stand with a higher power. Yes, and I love that you're saying this because honestly, there are people on here who are maybe just beginning their spiritual awakening, and you know we're not taught this as a young, at a younger age. Sometimes we're only told to either get help, medical attention, or mm -hmm. medicine. But and again, we're not saying that that's not right or wrong. But because we've experienced it, some of the things that you've mentioned actually, love, is really about what I dealt with fibromyalgia. Oh, really? Yeah, because all the emotional and physical was all fibromyalgia True. for me. Because any time that there was anxiety or stress in the body, what happens is it triggers you and triggers your the there's like there's parts of your body and cells that expand and grow, and the stress basically is like death. It's like worse than smoking a pack of cigarettes. And when you're snowballing, then it manifests in to your body mm -hmm. so the things that you just brought up is so essential like it's it's important for all of us to really understand that what we're doing here is we're taking a word that is caused you know a lot of pain for others and turning it into a positive to let you know that this is your beautiful body temple telling you that yeah. change is needed correct something good is about to unfold be grateful for the sign this and that's what deep rest is is the meaning of depression and anxiety it's telling us we're not in alignment. Right. Something is out of balance. Yeah. Totally. And so seeing that in a different perspective, it takes away the fear. Mm -hmm. And then if you're present and you allow and surrender to it, you're able to allow it to unfold and grow. And it's a scary place to be in the unknown. It's a scary thing for change to occur. And like everything you just mentioned is like something that I, it didn't even occur to me. So it, it almost rationalizes the understanding of the negative of anxiety, but then helps us flip it over to know that actually there's a way of healing it totally internally. And I think you bring up a good point is to like how we actually observe anxiety, 
you know, at its term. Like, by definition, how do we view it? Mm-hmm. And by viewing it as, like, this little, you know, intuitive nudge possibly. Yeah. You know, I don't think doctors out there will love that. But I think to some degree, so much of our um, anxiety is fear-based. Absolutely. It is fear. It's... it's And so... Shame, fear, all Emotion. That. Like, that's the thing is that, like, yes, for sure there is, you know, deeper, um, I guess resources out there that would be helpful for combating these topics but I think if you're in the like beginning stages of it and and it hasn't manifested to a degree where it needs to be clinical I think that there's so much space here for for a resolution just emotionally yes and I'm going to say something that may actually help most of you yeah and I say this because of like because of the experience when you go to a doctor and they cannot find anything wrong with you Mm. That means there's something spiritually happening within you. Your body is telling you, again, you're not in alignment. And when I went through fibromyalgia, do you know how many doctors and how many hospital visits I've seen and no one could figure out what it was? It was okay. almost like so I was the making same thing up. As a kid. Yeah, I was making up this this pain that I felt so deeply. Yeah. And so what I can tell you is this. If you have gone to the doctor, mm-hmm. if you've gone to the hospital and they have not found anything wrong with you. Like you can go home now. Right. That means that first of all, it's not true. Your pain is valid. Something is happening to you, but there's a different way of looking at it. So this is where I would go to a natural path or go see Chelsea and, and like take a look at like her life coaching and, and helping your in a sense of emotional and physical. Or it could also be new nutritional for me. I was going to, I was going to doctors when I was, um, at the early stages of my life at 12 years old I was getting you know digestive issues that were really hindering my way of life and my quality of life but again they could find nothing wrong with me and they would send me back and I was given no nutritional counseling whatsoever it was just more a means of like when I was in the hospital I was being cared for but then when I was sent home it was you know no extra thought and then as time went on 13 14 15 it exacerbated it got so much worse to the point where like I was taking out of school like I couldn't mm-hmm. be yeah it was really it was creating pain and we were um it basically reached a point where we were on family vacation and it just was bad I was yeah. absolutely bedridden and then my parents were like okay we actually have to do something and then the, the doctors you know suggested um laxatives yes and um that was just like I at the early age of uh 14 I knew I can't live like this no. um and then that's when I really got into nutrition and trying to heal from within I just I can't explain how the thought came to be I just thought it's it's logic my yeah. my, my brain at least could um like rationalize the logic of like if it's going inside of me and not coming out dmi <laughs> <laughs> no but it's true you know what i mean like and so i was able to put two and two together and now i live completely plant-based and had i known that that's all my body was asking for yeah. was more of these whole f- plant-based foods yes. um and more nutrients and micronutrients and like really understanding how the body operates now i also believe that like what i was feeding myself was giving me anxiety because my, my my body had no yeah. aid it had no help and no, so true. it was freaking out in a sense and trying to scream at me yeah and like you know speak to me in, in a sense yes. and 
looking back now i'm like wow i have right? so much more appreciation for my body yes. and so as Rima was saying it could it could be mental it could be yeah. emotional it could be physical but i think again that's why I'm, I'm so passionate about what i do um for careers because i take all three branches it's fitness it's nutrition and it's mm-hmm. the mind mm-hmm. and all three are so important and don't let anyone tell you otherwise no i agree with you because the truth is like with my fibromyalgia it took me almost i don't know 35 years to figure out what it was and when COVID hit, um, I had no choice because there were no doctors who were doing surgeries and Mm. I was actually supposed to go for surgery. And because it was all canceled, I had to go to a naturopath and I completely changed everything. Like I changed everything that I was eating. I changed everything that I was watching, everything I was listening to. Like that's called a vibrational diet. And when it was time to go back to find out, you know, I was supposed to do my pre-op and stuff, everything was gone. I remember that. That's wild. Yeah, and I'll go into more detail because we will have an episode. There's of nothing Bible. like making a doctor go, whoa. Well, they're like, we <laughs> Shocking have no, them. I have no, they just were like, I don't, first it's of, impossible. It's impossible. And I said, well, what happened? I don't know. I know because I went through it and I remember right. the healing and we'll go through that. We have so many other episodes when it comes to healing and fibromyalgia, but this also comes coming back and circling around to anxiety and depression this is also the same way like if you try to change your diet and what you're looking at what you're listening to mm. i know now after my awakening i can't watch reality tv anymore oh really? i just can't like i tried over the weekend it bothers me it's not in my frequency anymore it, it's it's uh yeah like i'm just a different person which is okay because totally. before i would be i was like i can't not watch these things like how am i ever going to live that way yeah i ebb and flow out of that frequency yeah. i i always end up coming back but i definitely will acknowledge when i'm not in a state yeah i think of. it depends like if we're if we're healing then yeah we need to we need to take accountability and action by healing ourselves and really that's what depression is it's your rock bottom your yeah. rock bottom and that's where the uh the dark night of the soul starts because you're basically it's a it's a death right like so it's like how do we recognize that we're going through a spiritual change and deep rest so this is why we're having these conversations to kind of like give you these step-by-step motions of understanding what that looks like and again if you see, seek help and that's not helping you in any way then let's start looking at some of the false stories that tend to live in our mental like and especially the limiting beliefs we become like busy fulfilling the false expectations that we lose a sense of awareness and we lose our true selves in the process like it's it's a story that becomes false and you know what happens when you are in the wrong or when you don't have control and you feel helpless this is what chelsea and i call it but Patricia comes out. Okay, honey. And who is Patricia? Patricia's the other person that you can't control that just loses their mind, <laughs> says mean things, puts people down. In her ego. In your negative ego. And we don't want Patricia to come. I mean, we Stay love home. Patricia. Like, we love you, but we, we want to tuck you in and never show up. So it's like... Yeah, lock you in the dungeon. We realize we're not... We're not us. Like someone, yeah. something's different. Someone's, There's my daughter external, calls it Makata. Right. Like, right. So it's just it's like an this, external frequency. I talk yeah. about this all the time. Like if you're a, if you're conscious of yourself being a sovereign being, then you recognize that at the core of you, you are love. Mm-hmm. And so I always say that at any point, if you're feeling anything other than love, we need to acknowledge what that external frequency is, especially as an empath. You never know if that's, that could not be your energy at all and i think a yes. lot of times as patricia i'm just so when patricia when patricia's here yeah. any other frequency is like 
you know, game. Oh like, my she's gosh. Like, take and that, take that. Like, to Patricia like Patricia's everything fun. in the shopping cart. Oh my gosh, of course. And you know what? We, um, oh my God, I think I've lost my train of thought. But like, but the ego, oh no, you were talking about, you know, when we were in, in the caveman era. Right. What is that called? Stone Age. Stone Age, thank you. <laughs> era. Like, clearly, I'm in that Stone Age still. But our egos were meant to protect us. Like, we were mm-hmm. we, we were supposed to be on guard, and Patricia was there. Like, to, stand, for protection. Like, yeah, she for protection. A, a greater purpose. You know, but now it's like, no, no, no. Like, Patricia needs to go to sleep and know that we're safe. So it's like, exactly. you know, so last week we discussed writing a new story, but that could come with a lot of change. But the fact is, as humans, we naturally tend to place our identity largely in what we are upon our relationships or with others. So when that changes, we experience a stripping away of the old self and we're forced to redefine who we are. And even if it's a positive change, like moving into a new place, landing a new job, getting married, having a baby, this is still a loss of that former self. So obviously, like traumatic changes like a death, divorce, abuse that take much more of a toll, the depression that accompanies this sense of false story might require grieving of sorts. So a true acknowledgement without shame that there is indeed a loss of self. So at least that self that that one is accustomed to, you know that, you know, there the, the depression and anxiety comes from that. So exhaustion from false story creates a very tired feeling. And I think this is what you're talking about, the emotional state. Like, that's where it starts. So we start shaming ourselves. Like, we should be happy. We should be getting back to the old me. Like, should, should, should. Should talk is shame. Mm. Anytime you say should, it's a shame. Like, you are basically putting an expectation of what the feeling is that you should be feeling in that moment but why? Mm-hmm. Like, why do we put that pressure on ourselves? Why is it that if you're depressed, you're now shaming yourself for being depressed because I should be stronger. I should be better. That's not the case. What is happening is that your body needs to rest because there's so much change that's happening. There's a shift. You have to die almost and have a rebirth. And so because of that, We don't allow ourselves to be tired or sad and all this energy starts weighing us down even more. So I feel like the deepest root of depression is the feeling of longing. Like, have Mm. you ever had the moments in your life where you're questioning your purpose? Yes. What the meaning of life is? You feel like the world isn't enough, that this is not your home, almost like Mm -hmm. homesick. Listen, am I, am I, are these, like, I'm sure all of you. It's on my wrist, girl. (laughs) Right? Like, I feel like, and this is what a star seed is. And this is what I love about this because girl, I get that often. I do not want to be here. If someone asks me what's going on, I always say either I'm, I'm here or I want to go home. And I think people who aren't spiritually, spiritually awake and get scared because they're like, are you going to be okay? Like, are you going to end your life? No, I just know I want to go home. (laughs) I don't want to be here. I've got to go home, but you got to get the heck out of here. Yeah. Like I don't want to be here anymore. And it's a sign that we need a detox from the world. So our perceptions are what we think the world should be. This is why we need deep rest so we can heal from these feelings. So this starts with a spiritual awakening. But if you don't understand what that looks like, then we tend to going, we go down on a, like a continuous spiral. Yeah. So it's time for a rebirth, allowing your false story to die. So if we truly allow the old to pass away, the false stories in quotes, we might stop saying, I just want to get back to being my old self. It's scary. 
I know. Change is scary, y'all. We both know. We've mm-hmm. gone through it. Preaching to the choir. And listen, there's we're gonna we're gonna be facing this many times around because we're we're gonna have rebirths the After more and more rebirth. we learn, right? So how can we learn to be new when all we know is the old? This is the dark night of the soul. This is our awakening. This is the pivotal moment of awareness that gets us through the next step into our remembrance, y'all. So now, what do we do when we're in the midst of the dark night of the soul? I know you know. What do we do when they're deep, deep down dirty? We need deep, to meditate, no, baby. We need to meditate. 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 Is medicine. Yes. Seek help. Go to an energy healer, a therapist, a friend, a tribe member. Write out affirmations. Write out gratitude. Put together a self-love journal. Mm-hmm. Baby steps, babes. Rest. Sleep. Honor your body temple. I know I like I know we said we're gonna you know we're gonna do the mirror work, but instead, like, let's do something better. Let's heal this mm. this condition that we feel is so deep and dark and let's change the meaning of it. Totally. And I think another one is like living in your values. Like mm. I think a lot of times this anxiety arises due to us being out of alignment, right? So maybe getting, you know, a little bit more specific about what in your life doesn't align with your like moral high ground like, like for me for a long time that was my career and I realized my career caused me a lot of anxiety because I felt like every day I was working for someone else's yeah. view on you know health but I'm like this doesn't align with me and it bothers me because spirit's trying to that's how I viewed it is that spirit was trying to speak to me that I had a bigger purpose than than just where I was and if I didn't listen to that nudge if I didn't follow that golden thread I can't say I'd be where I am today and I don't live in a lot of anxiety like I used to because I aligned my life with my values so I think living in your values and that doesn't have to be career and it you know it's subjective your life may not be where it is right now in order for you to make those changes but at least getting in touch with that dream reality and then maybe setting goals to work towards them um and then Rima you also said another big big one self-love like saying yes to you Mm -hmm. is so important and ultimately like I think my panic attacks I found were a byproduct of someone else's influences on me yes and through growth and development I can say that I've learned that no one can make me feel inferior without my consent And when I began choosing myself in life, in work, and in spirit, I began to feel self-empowered and I began to develop trust in my abilities in tough situations. Do you know why? Because you're the co-creator of your own Own destiny, destiny. honey. So it it is. Like that is just on period. Like if you are feeling this, you know, out of alignment emotion is what I'll call anxiety at this at this point, like it's because you don't feel capable of getting through it. You're allowing it to grow and grow and grow. But I, I can say that when, again, I've, I felt that self-love, I felt that trust in myself. So a lot of times we're missing that that trust factor. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I'd say find faith in something. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes, and actually I'm pretty confident in saying nine times out of ten, people experiencing these dark darker energies have either one, no faith in something bigger than themselves, or two, lost faith. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not talking like it doesn't need to be like on a starseed level. Like something bigger than yourself can be as simple as living for your children, living for your family, yeah. living for a feeling. Like we must live for something. And we hear so oftentimes people going back home and taking their life when they've had families and they've had all these things that seem like they had so much to live for. 
but it doesn't mean anything if we don't feel that connection to it. So it's like figuring out what that is for you and then constantly building and putting time and effort towards um, making it a priority in your life. Um, I think the deeper work to discover what that 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 is could be in past episodes, right? Like listen to podcasts, read books. Like when I say this to you, you may not be, you know, aware what that is for you. Oh, like maybe I don't have that one thing that that I that I live for. You know, I think for us, it's safe to, to say you live for a lot for your for your baby, your yeah. your your daughter, and then also spirit yeah. and your purpose here. Um, but if you don't know what that is, like. I, I'd, I'd say be open be curious and just explore yes. there's so much on this floating rock um that it has to offer whether it be by foot we explored or by you know online means um you know like why do you think people people travel that yeah. soul searching nature and like they're trying to find purpose exactly yeah, purpose is so important and listen like i understand when i didn't have my daughter i didn't feel like i had purpose so i understand that if people are alone in, in a place you know where they can't ask for help I understand that that can be really difficult. And so we're not trying to take away from anyone or how they feel. We're just trying to change the perspective a little bit only because we've gone through it. And I'm telling you, I've gone through it. And the things I did to myself because I was going through it was so painful. And I'm not going to bring it up because it's triggering. But what I want to tell you is that I came out of it and I was able to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. And we need support. We need to ask for help. Even when we're in the darkest of dark, like even like, you know, when you had said, um, you know, when you lost tea and you were just in the darkness and you didn't want to talk to anybody and then your mom came down and got you out of it. Sometimes we need those people to come and get us out of it. It's like a little lifeboat. Yeah. And so it's, if you don't have anybody, just know that maybe try to look at something a little bit differently and look at anxiety as uh, basically a stepping stone that there's something within you that needs to be healed and look at the things around you that you can try to be grateful for and and know that when you're going through depression it's because there's something beautiful about to unfold it means that this new you is about to surface and trust me it will be beautiful and when we start changing the ideas of what it is and like you said presence is so important so if we're constantly looking at the blame and shame story over and over again which is understandable because when you're in it everything is dark right Mm -hmm. like the world is against you but if you can just stop and take a deep breath and be present which takes time and practice you'll realize that that story starts to flow away, right? Right. And and again, we're touching on this slightly. And I, I feel like if you're in it, help is definitely needed. My therapist really helped me when I wasn't awakened. Yeah, mine too. Right? And then when I knew that I didn't need therapy anymore, that's when I did a lot of like self-help stuff. And I think my therapist was almost probably a catalyst in yeah, so many ways. For sure. Like mm-hmm. we have to ask for help. And and that causes anxiety too because you're being vulnerable and opening up a part of you you don't Yeah. Want well, I, I always thought meditation was like for woo-woos. Yeah. Like- oh my gosh. I, even the other day I was, I was doing this session where I had to breathe out and exhale with a loud noise. Mm. I felt so good but i remember doing that for the first time in in a space at yoga and i couldn't yes, stop laughing same. i was like this is so weird everybody sounds so 
weird. And now when I go to yoga, I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like, so no, night and day difference. Right? But just to be open and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, but that's the word, open. Yes. Like, we need to start getting curious and allowing space. Like, openness is that space. Like, when you're feeling like you're about to spiral, it's like stopping the brakes on a car almost yeah. and just allowing space. Like, what else could be true here? Mm-hmm. And asking yourself that question over what else could be true? Could two things exist at once? Is this ultimately my doomed reality? Is there space for something else to be true? And maybe that's the fact that the language in which your body's speaking to you is they're asking for something. Your body's asking for something else than what you're giving it. If you can be aware enough while you're in the darkness, and I love what you just said because it's true, sometimes I spiral and then I stop and ask, is this true? Is what I'm thinking right now true or false? Like, let me, like, line out the true facts and then let me line out the stories I'm telling myself. That sometimes helps. Like, so empowering questions, sitting down and really looking at the honest truth and facts. The facts. Doing self-love is very important because when you start looking in the mirror, and I can't wait because the next two guests that are going to come on are really going to help us with this, but looking in the mirror and really seeing you and recognizing yourself and loving yourself. Like, this comes... You know, it takes a while to get there. They're tools. Starting, and if, these are tools. When yeah. I was younger, of course I had panic attacks because I had no tools. Like I couldn't, I couldn't hit the brakes. Yeah. Because I didn't know what that would have even meant. No. You know? So no. it's, it's, it's like, I think another thing is if you've already gone through a lot of these energies that we're speaking on, know that you've gotten through that. And that is even enough to know that if you got through it once, that means that you survived to be here to today. Truly. It means that you survived a hundred percent of all your bad days and that your track record is like 100 out of a hundred. Yes. Like you're like, you're, 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 you're doing the thing. You're an amazing So you can do, being. you can keep going. You, you know, can. your resiliency is strong. Like, remember when we were in it and we probably thought we'd never get out of it? Mm. Like, remember when you're in it and you're thinking this Genuinely. will never change? And then it finally does lift and you feel that moment of peace. Yes. Hold on to that peace feeling. Remember yes. there will be a moment where peace will come back. Focus on that feeling. Yeah. And be aware of it. Like, and you know? become and, and try to, like, my therapist actually did this with me. She would do EMDR where basically I'd put myself elsewhere. It was really, truly, like, meditative. Although I would meditate on the side, but in the sessions, I had what's called a safe space. Mm. And it was a place I went mentally. And it's sacred to me, so I won't, you know, share exactly what it was. But, like, it could be anywhere. It could be, like, a garden for you. It could be, like, floating on a cloud, whatever it may be. And I attached it so heavily emotionally. Like, we went through this, like, deep EMDR, like, really, like, deep med- meditation therapy where basically at any point I could access it. That's what it became to me. It was, like, that little lifeboat, like I mentioned yes. earlier. So I, I think, again, like, that's an, another tool Yes, is being able to, like, like grab on like it's it's as if i feel like anxiety sometimes feels like you're in the middle of the ocean and yeah. the ocean because it's so much bigger than you you feel like it's going to eat you it's going to take you over yeah but all we need in those moments is to look around for a little something to hold on to whether it be a boulder a floating piece of wood yeah and all those things could be subjective to any of the the, the solutions that we just mentioned yes I, I love that you said that too because um, when I was doing my B- Michael Beckwith course, like he was talking about like vi- envision a moment in your life where you felt loved. I couldn't envision that, right? Like I couldn't envision because like think about a grandmother or a parent or a family member that made you feel safe and secure. And I couldn't. I was like, so how am I going to envision this? But wow. then he said, if you have never experienced that, 
envision a place in your mind that it could be like a fantasy or an image of something that may look like that. And so what I did was I always envision myself in this beautiful paradise with this still water and I smell the freshness of, you know, the water and the trees and my, I can hear my daughter giggling. And I just think about that each time. And that's mm-hmm. where I center myself. So even though if you don't have an experience to think about, just like Chelsea said, go into the flow of fantasy totally. and think about life as it could be for you. And that's that's when you start feeling a little bit of a shift. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is you'll have a little bit of energy to take baby steps of doing positive change. Yeah. And then once you do that, you know, listen, it's, it's not easy like I'm not we're not sitting here saying oh well you just have to do this and you'll be fine no it will take time it'll take practice each time you go through it, it'll get easier and easier like I used to be depressed for weeks sometimes months yeah now maybe one two days and then agreed and then I'm like okay well this was good like I'm I now know that I'm sucking myself into this darkness on on purpose right what do I need to do to get out of it well you said that earlier like the awareness in the darkness and so I was mentioning earlier that I have um part of this tattooed on my um hand well not my hand but like my forearm and so i essentially got this tattoo it's um for all my star seeds out there it's a welsh word it's pronounced he and i have it here because it's basically its definition is a longing for home elsewhere than earth mm-hmm. and i got it tattooed on me because for so long a lot of star seeds can relate that you feel like you long for home you, you long for that loving energy that is source that is creation and once I recognized that I could access that Mm -hmm. at any point while still being here, that was a huge awakening for me. And when I decided that I'm going to be 10 toes down human, fully appreciate and experience life to the fullest. And I was grounded here, like officially and fully, I got that tattooed on me as a tribute almost to that awakening and remembrance. Yeah. I love that. So powerful Charles, because it's true. Like I think listening to this maybe will help you realize that you may be a star seed. Right. Because yeah. it is the feeling of loss, the longing of feeling like this is not your home. Right. And when you start to understand that and then realize being here is a privilege. We've we were asked to come here. We're here to change the world. And when we're not talking about change the world like in this massive way, but if you have been in a room and you left it by making someone feel good, you've been in service. Butterfly effect. Butterfly effect. And so, you know, that is why we're here. And it's a short moment. It may feel long in the moment of darkness, but it's very short. It's a blip. You know, so the the fact that you did that in the honor of it is beautiful because we now know who we are and we're learning why we're here, you know, and, yeah. and when we, this podcast is another reason why we're here and it's so beautiful the way it happens. And, um, and I just think that if you can find out who you are in a sense and why you're here and and reach out to some of the people so listen we have like a few guests coming on we're gonna have next week we're gonna have our beautiful brother saint finnegan Um, he's an intuitive life coach and the creator of energy hospital and i feel like he will touch a lot on healing so like wait oh i can't wait y'all like it's gonna be great i can't wait for him to give us some healing examples for this beautiful unfoldment and then the week after that we have coach monarch 
joining us as a guest and he's a self-embodiment coach and we're probably going to dig into holy rage and healing through that you know we have amy sakarsi coming and these are people who are in our tribe they do this healing they connect to the council like this will help us kind of understand why we're going through what we're going through and give us the awakening of okay now i know why i've been feeling this way like what are the next steps the more you start researching, the more will come to you. Absolutely. And in nowhere are we here, here to like self-proclaim ourselves as like your healer or like the people that are going to heal you. Ultimately, you can heal you. Yes. And it's just about what taking taking what resonates from anything that we say, anything that you hear from the podcast that, that are coming up and holding on to that and u- utilizing it for your greater good. Um, because ultimately, I think for something to be a sustainable long-term result, it needs to be done in trust um, from within. Yeah. And you won't ever trust yourself to get yourself out of something unless you're the one. Mm-hmm. You're the person. You're the guy that got you from A to B. And so I just want to yes. leave you with that. Yes, absolutely. You came here alone. You're going to leave alone and you only got yourself. Mm-hmm. So I love that you said that. It is but true. there are higher powers at B that are definitely yes, here to, for, sure. for you to hold on to. And, yeah. you know, Gaia as well is always there to take on yes. what you feel as though is too heavy for you. Yes. Mother and Earth, honey. It's, it's beautiful what we do have around us when we awaken to it. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that. It is true. We are not fully alone, but we do need to take care of ourselves. That's why... We're here as mentors, sisters, sisters. That's tools. truly what we mean yeah, by being your sisters. Yeah. Like we're just here. To we be... want you to feel like we are genuinely your family, and yeah. if you know that person that you would need for help, you would just call your sister. You exactly. call your sister. Yes, and that's why we love you all so much. Love is such a powerful form of truth. So Chelsea's going to pull a card, and we're doing the Starcy deck from Rebecca Campbell. She Again, loves that one. It's just what I I haven't yeah. felt pulled to the light one yet. Um, since season two, so I can't wait. and it was interesting because I was thinking about the deck earlier, and then you kind of dug more into star seeds after I had thought that yes. thought. So I was like, that was confirmation. It's true. Um, I felt like to pull from this deck again. Oh, yo, Rima, I can't make this up. What did what, I can't? Hold on, what does it say? Oh, Rima, like I can't time. make this up. <laughs> Guys, I want you to, if you have been following all of season two, what card have I constantly been pulling out? Baby steps. And what was so crazy is that earlier I said baby steps, like one step at a time. And I thought about this card and then I thought about the deck earlier. And then here's the card. What's funny is I thought about that too. In my head, I was thinking baby steps, but you know what? Clearly it needs to read. We have to uh, read it again. Read it again. So here goes sweetheart. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. So what's crazy too is when I had this um, thought earlier about this card, I was thinking to myself, I guess this card really does encompass a lot because I've been I pulled it twice already in yeah. in synchronicity. So I thought, you know, maybe we're it's pulling um, out of the, the deck every time. Like, I literally shuffled this. You heard yes. me shuffling it, and I pulled it because I felt like I had to. It wasn't one that fell out, but previously it had just flown out. Yeah. So intuitively, like, you know, spirits <laughs> saying, like, this is a lot of what we're speaking on. It's just crazy. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I swore I used the C word. <laughs> all right, sure. baby steps. So this card is all about action, following your intuition before it makes sense. You're being called to take grounded action in response to your soul's calling to start where you are and begin building in a consistent way. 
So many people stop themselves from living a soul-led life because they're waiting to know the destination before taking the first step. But intuition doesn't work that, like that. Our soul is always calling us every moment of every day. The way to find yourself living in harmony with the cosmos is to listen to your soul's baby calls and whispers each and every day and to take grounded action in the direction of those calls and whispers. You're being encouraged to start small, bite-sized, to put one foot in front of the other, to do one thing every day, to break things down into achievable tasks. Time on Earth goes slower than on any other planet. This may cause frustration for starseeds, who can expect a faster pace of manifestation and thus give up before the seeds begin to sprout. If you resonate with that, it's time to opt for consistency over urgency. Time to take baby steps in the direction of your calling. To remember that you don't need to have it all figured out or know exactly where the path is leading you. You don't have to know every single step along the way before you set out on your great journey. You just need to take the next step. And the starseed soul inquiry for this card is, what's one simple baby step you can take in the direction of your soul's calling today? Well, that's why I pulled it out. Like, I mean, listen, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. And I think, again, a lot of the topics that we're speaking on can feel overwhelming yeah. because we're breaking it down fully. Right. And then we're capitalizing on that in terms of resolutions. Yeah. And I think spirit's just wanting to, like, recognize the people who are in it while listening it's, you know, take it all in, but take what resonates, please, and yes. leave what doesn't. Yes. And ultimately, what resonates, pick one thing as your next step. Yeah, exactly. And so maybe this step is just to take that one baby step. Absolutely. And you can always reach out to us. We're always here to talk to you and help you or guide you in any way, provide you tools. Just know you're not alone, that we love you. You are lovable. You are worthy of peace. And if you're in a moment of transition just know that it will there are changes around the corner this too shall pass yes we love you we love you so shall we close let's outro with our outro okay only in my pain did i find my will only in my chaos did i learn to be still only in my fear did i find my might and only in my darkness did i see my light and it always so becomes it is. just stronger and stronger. Each stronger time, right? and stronger and stronger. It just makes sense. Absolutely. We love, we love you. you. We'll see you in the next episode. Yes. Bye. Bye.